Welcome to the Cycle Podcast, where we cover topics to help improve your life. Join me as we discover and discuss ways to live life to the fullest and show up as the truest and best version of who we were meant to be. Hello and welcome back. I'm super excited for today's episode. I get to sit down with a friend and an amazing wellness entrepreneur. Her name is Paulina. She is the founder of Science and Soul, which is a meal delivery service based in San Diego that has absolutely gorgeous, amazing nutritional meals. And then she recently created a company called Eat My Cakes, which features gluten-free cakes that are absolutely stunning. And recently, she celebrated a pretty large milestone in her sobriety journey. So today's episode is all about getting sober, what her journey has looked like, and why she did it and some of the changes that she's noticed along the way. And Paulina embodies like such a vibrant spirit. She cares deeply about the well-being of those around her and it was honestly such a pleasure to sit down with her today. So I hope that you all enjoy. I'm so excited to have you on the pod. Um, (laughs) And you just celebrated like an amazing milestone, 555 days sober. I did. Crazy. That's like what, almost, almost two years? Like a year and a half. Okay. Yeah. Wow. That's amazing. (laughs) I feel like definitely sober curiousness stemmed like around the time when I, um, when I did become sober, I started hanging out with a few girls and they didn't drink. So I remember even like going out with them for their birthday and we went to Palm Springs and some of the girls drank, but the birthday girl and someone else, they didn't. So I remember them like ordering CBD drinks and like us at dinner, we would be ordering like our fifth cocktail. And I just remember being like way buzzed, like past the point and feeling awful the next day. But like, I remember observing my friend who I really admire and look up to. She's one of my best friends. And I just remember her still having so much fun and like laughing, like she was part of the party, but like she was sober. And I feel like that's around the time when I started to like Mm. entertain the idea. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, sorry, go ahead. I was going to say like, just because she, cause I've, I've had friends who are sober or I've even thought about it at one point, but I'm like, I didn't want to let go of this identity. I'm like, that honestly sounds so boring. Like, yeah, you know, but yeah. then when I watched my friend and like still have like a total girls night out and have fun and all of this, like, I'm like, Oh, yeah. Great. You know, it was, it was a great time. Yeah. And I feel like that's like, honestly, like such a good way to like navigate into that space because I find like sometimes like if you don't have those friends that are like, you know, staying sober when you guys go out or Mm -hmm. doing like alternatives to maybe like drinking, like it's hard. Like, like for me, like I just moved to Canada and I'm originally from the United States, obviously. And like, I don't know about you, but like in high school and especially in college, like drinking culture is like, it's so big and Mm -hmm. it's like, it's almost like, it's like glamorized to a point where it's it's almost like alcoholism you know oh my god yeah it's cool to like just take it push the limit how far yeah yeah it's like yeah exactly like seven margaritas deep or like bottle of wine night you know what I mean how many shots can you get yeah 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 and like I feel like that's really a U.S. centered mindset especially because our drinking age was so old like here in Canada like the girls that I go out with they have like one two drinks like most nights they don't even like drink yeah. Like, 
And it's such like a weird, and like, that's like why I'm kind of like thinking, like, I feel like the way I've been like raised in America, like I have a completely warped perception on alcohol mm-hmm. and I think it's kind of detrimental. Cause like when I go out, I'm like, all right, let's shit, let's get turned up. Let's have yeah. fun. Like let's dance all night. Let's just like take shots and shots and shots. And I feel like that's so, it's so harmful, like for your body. Like we, I think we both come from like a wellness, like background, like obviously you with like your companies, like, and having like that, that hand in like drinking, I feel mm-hmm. like counter like interacts with like what we preach, and like who we are, you know? So it's like, it's like a hard identity thing. For sure. That's ultimately what made me decide to stop drinking. Like, so I'm from, I live in San Diego. I'm from Chicago. Whenever I would go visit Chicago, a city that's like known for going out to eat and going clubbing after, like that's literally the epitome of your weekend nights there, you know? Um, whenever I would go and visit friends, that's all we would do. I remember, I, I mean, I would literally drink probably until like five in the morning, you know, we'd go to after. Yeah. Or I would always just become, hmm. <laughs> I would just definitely push the envelope. Yes. And the last time I did that, I remember like coming back to San Diego and I was just like, this isn't like serving me anymore. Like I, cause I had these two identities and for so long I was holding on to that drinking identity, not even drink. I wasn't like an alcoholic or anything, but when I went out, I mean, I definitely went hard, you know? Yeah. Yeah. My friends. And I felt like I was holding on to that identity of myself and not, um, allowing my new identity of like, you know, being a wellness entrepreneur and, mm-hmm. you know, I, I wasn't giving that my all. So I was kind of just at a point where I'm like, okay, what do, you know, what are we doing here? You yeah. know, we can't be half in half out. So that's right. really what kind of made me decide, you know, that yeah. along with other things, I was also dealing with some health issues. Like I was healing my gut. I was mm. on a gut healing protocol with a functional doctor and um, balancing my hormones. And I remember my doctor just being like, honestly, if I were you, I would just cut cold turkey and you're going to see results so much faster. Wow. Okay. And, you know, I'm trying to help my clients with my business through my food, help their autoimmune conditions and everything. So I'm like, I can't be partying my ass off. And then yeah. coming to San Diego and preaching, you know, green juice and yeah. alkaline living. <laughs> I <laughs> you know. know. Well, <laughs> yeah, that's like, honestly, like, I feel like there's such a dichotomy between those two. And I'm sure like now, like, tell me if it's otherwise, but like, I'm sure you feel so much more aligned, like with like what you're doing and like what you preach to people, like having upheld this like sobriety for so long. For sure. I definitely feel like empowered and confident around it. Even when people ask me, you know, how did you do it? Like, I, I don't feel weird talking about it. I'll go to a party still where people are drinking and it's funny. I'll bring like non-elk drinks. Like I'll bring like Kins or I something love like Kins. Yeah. yeah. I'll bring like, a, I don't know, like a four pack or eight of them or something like that. And people always ask, and it's always a conversation that gets brought up and it's, I don't know. People are always curious. Like, yeah. you know, she'll, like there was a girl drinking a beer and just asking me like, Oh, like why and when, or how do you feel? You know? And she's like, I've been thinking about it. So mm-hmm. I kind of like that I can go into that environment and possibly influence someone or like plant the seed. Yeah. Someone to bettering their health, you know, and maybe it's not that they want to be sober for life, but maybe just like, you know, a month or two or so, I don't know, yeah. anything yeah. to help improve someone's life. Yeah. And it's funny. Cause like, I remember, I remember we, me, you and Pina, like all went out in, I think it was yeah. West Hollywood 
and you were sober and we were like out partying at the clubs until like 3am, but you were like still so much fun. Oh my God. I had my like, Red Bull. Like, <laughs> yeah. Like I felt like at one point, like I wanted to go home more than you did. Like you were like, you were like, like even we were at like this, like, I feel like we we're at like a very like young crowd, like area. Oh, I remember exactly where we were. Yeah. I could picture it. It's, and I remember because I'm sober. So unfortunately it's like, yeah. <laughs> I remember everything now when I go out, that's kind of a plus, oh but like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But no, I feel like, I feel like you have such a great, like positive attitude about it. Like, have you always been that way? Or like, were there times when like in the beginning when you first got sober and like went out with like your friends that were still drinking, like did you have like any, like, I don't know, like got like moody or was like, damn, I don't really want to be here. Like, did you ever have any of those? Like, I will be honest. It happens still. I think it just depends on where my energy levels at. I'm like a highly sensitive introverted person to begin with. And so ever since I went sober, I feel like I've become even more sensitive. Yeah. And like, I'm much more emotional now than I ever was because I don't, fall back to drinking for example I mm-hmm. just kind of sit, I have to sit with how I feel and process ah. and I've been feeling that way a lot this last year it's been you know but um I mean it's I'll be honest I don't go out too much anymore and I don't like I feel like it sounds so like negative <laughs> or something but it just yeah. kind of like it doesn't feel as appealing to me occasionally I do get the urge to like I want to put on a cute outfit and go out with my friends but it's pretty circumstantial um but I've found that the last, like in this year, I've gone out with, with friends who drink and I didn't have the best time. I'll be honest. Like yeah, that's understandable you know, resentment because I wanted to do other things and I felt like drinking was a priority. So, yeah. you know, and when you're hanging out with people who are drinking, they just see things differently than you do. Yeah. Yeah. Especially definitely. like in an argument or something like that. It's just yeah. like, there's no way we're going to communicate Mm-hmm. You know, like we're speaking different languages right now. So yeah, yeah, that's hard. That's really tough. Like, especially like when you have friends that like are so like, not like dependent, but like every time they go out, like they're going to be drinking a lot, you know, like, yeah, I think it's hard. I mean, I can only imagine, but like, I would feel like it would be hard, like being sober and like being around people like that, because I don't know, they just have like two different ideas of like what like fun is. Yeah. Well, you, I also like, you observe their personality through the night change mm-hmm. and that's kind of where it's like, Oh, now I'm dealing with a different person all of a sudden. Yeah. Like what I said an hour ago, I can't say that or, you know what I mean? Yeah. So you kind of, it's weird because like, I feel like people, when they drink, they can say whatever they want. And yeah. the next day they're excused because, Oh, I was drunk. Yeah. But, like, if you're sober and you say something like out of emotion or whatever, like, I don't know. You're not excused. So like, I don't know. I will say there's now I'm at a place in my life where like, I observe these things and I don't make excuses for people who drink. Like if they behave poorly while they're drunk, I kind of just don't really have that many I boundaries around it now. Yeah. I'm like, well, I wouldn't be cool with you saying that you were drinking. So mm-hmm. why would I? You know? Yeah. So that's definitely something I've noticed in just like friendships and mm-hmm in general not even friendship but just relationships you know yeah. um, kind of have to yeah and that's important too because it's like you dictate how you're treated and like regardless if someone's drinking or not like if they're treating you poorly like you should not have any like any risk like any how do I say like you should never like let that happen you know and it's sometimes it's hard like especially when it's a friend and especially when they're drinking because it's like 
one side of you is like, oh, maybe they didn't mean it. But like at the end of the day, it still hurt your feelings. Like you were still affected by it. Right. And that's like the scary thing about drinking too. Like, that's what I feel like. I don't know. Like I'm so like interested in sober curiosity. Cause I, I feel like what you're saying is so spot on. Like you literally change, like your personality changes. Yeah. And I, but I do feel like there's a level, like if I have a glass of wine or two, like, and I'm like, just chilling, you know, like it just, I just get like a really like relaxed mood, you know, for sure. But like when I'm going out, like, and I'm taking shots and I'm trying to keep up, like, and then it's like, holy fuck, like, I'm so drunk. Like, I don't even know what I'm saying, you know? And that's scary. Cause it's like, what if I am like offending someone? Like, what if I am hurting someone's feelings? And then like, or like, what am I doing? Cause like, I'm not fully consciously like processing in real time, like what's going on. Totally. Oh yeah. That's like a scary part of alcohol. Yeah. I definitely am like taking that into like dating, like one of my non-negotiables kind of, I don't care if the person drinks, but like the level of drinking, like the glass of wine or, you know, every now and then a cocktail, no big deal. But like, I, I don't think I could ever date a dude who like goes out and parties. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's kind of like an ick for me now. I'm like, "Mm." like we can do something for like, (laughs) <laughs> or like going on a date like I make it known I don't drink like we can I mean I'll go and get a mocktail for sure but like I don't know I feel like with dating you can even get like more creative and adventurous with like what you're gonna do on the uh, first date it's yeah. so easy to go get drinks but like why don't we go I don't know go like bowling or something. I don't know something yeah. like yeah fun something and fun activity yeah <laughs> yeah and I, I also feel like guys nowadays like I don't know. Like, I feel like they don't judge you, but like, I feel like they definitely notice if like you're over drinking on a date. I've had experiences where I have in the past and they're like burned into my brain. Like I, I did go on a date with a guy once and I remember I definitely took it over. This is like a couple years ago. Yeah. And I like, we didn't talk after that night and we had such great chemistry before. I was like, so bummed that I like let myself, yeah. get to, you know, yeah. or like texting someone when I'm drunk. Oh this, my God. These are all like reasons that I was just like, I can't do this anymore. Like, I don't identify with that girl who like, I don't like, okay. <laughs> One story. Yeah. Tell me. Like, well, girls or anyone will always send like a drunk text. I, on the other hand, I remember I called the guy and he didn't answer. Any normal person would be like, okay, cool. I'm going to put my phone away. No, I'm like, maybe he'll answer on the second call. <laughs> <laughs> And he didn't. And then the next morning I woke up hungover and I checked my phone and he's like, oh my God, are you okay? I just saw your calls. And <laughs> I was just like so embarrassed. Because oh was like, God. you know, guy I really likes yeah. too. Okay. And, yeah. yeah. That. I'm like, I don't know her. <laughs> yeah. That honestly, like, I feel like I've done way worse than that. <laughs> I mean, I for sure have also, but that's just like a, yeah. Yeah. A little small scale. And I remember just like getting, I gave myself the ick. I'm like, yeah it's not like where I hold my value at like that's not where my standard you know what I mean so why mm. am I self-sabotaging like relationships yeah. or opportunities of a relationship like by acting this way you know yeah yeah and I feel like anxiety like hangover oh. anxiety is so mm-hmm. real mm-hmm. like it's so real like I like the other night like I went out in Toronto and like I like texted or I woke up with like this random guy's name that I've like never seen, like a new phone number. So like, and then I had like, he was like texting me like, Hey baby and stuff. And I'm like, Oh my God, like who is this guy? (laughs) (laughs) 
immediately freaked out. Like I just like deleted his contact, deleted his, I'm like, who is this guy? And then I realized it was like some guy I like matched with on hinge. And like, I added him on an Instagram. And I think like when I was out, he like messaged me and I DM'd him and was like, come to this bar, but he never did. But anyway, it's just like, yeah, like the, I don't know. It's like, you just like, don't remember. You're like, and then you second guess yourself. So now if I decide to call a guy two times in a row, at least I know. <laughs> At least I know it's out of my own. Um, like I decided that. Yeah, and you can like. <laughs> I don't do that, up. but I'm just saying. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Um, oh have you like tried like since you've like stopped drinking? Have you tried like mushrooms or like microdosing or anything? I have. Like, I don't know that I've had the best experience with that or even just like smoking before I go out I know that's like a totally different effect than drinking alcohol but like I I remember like I was going to a club and this is around Cinco de Mayo and I'm like first of all I don't go to clubs I was going to support a friend and I knew everyone was going to be drinking and I'm like I don't know if I can tolerate the behavior so maybe I'll get a little like high little smoke before I go or I I think I had an edible I think that's what it was a little edible and it was the worst experience of my entire life like never go to a club after eating an edible I just remember like sitting there and I was so I was mute I didn't speak a word to anyone and I was just observing every single person in the room and I was like this is a zoo (laughs) (laughs) oh my god and I yeah I've had a couple experiences like that um I will say, I'm, I think I'm at a place now where I just don't like not being in control of how I feel. Yeah. Like, I remember even I went to Vegas and I wasn't drinking. This is like my first year of sobriety. And me and my girlfriend, we were like, okay, well, we're in Vegas. So like, maybe we'll just like smoke or something. And we did. And we went to dinner <laughs> and we're just sitting there, just like looking around. And she looks over and she's like, are you good? And I remember... <laughs> I was like second guessing my entire like career existence everything and I hate that feeling yes so I think I'm good on like yeah that kind of stuff only because it affects it affects me that way not everyone but I definitely get my my anxieties triggered and I start second guessing like literally everything my tattoos all of a sudden I'm like oh my god (laughs) (laughs) you start freaking out at the restaurant like it's the worst feeling That's so funny. Um, yeah. Well, I only asked that question because like I know, like, especially like when I was in LA, like the last like two years, like microdosing mushrooms was such like a big thing, especially like for people that were like sober curious. Mm-hmm. Like, I I like I felt like a lot of people that I met that were like not drinking had like substituted drinking with like microdosing before events, mm-hmm. like when they went out. So that's the only reason I ask, but yeah. I mean, yeah. people in San Diego definitely do too. I just don't know that I've, maybe I haven't done enough or tried the right mm-hmm. kind or something. So, I mean, I'm open to it, but um, yeah. but yeah. Yeah. Well, it sounds like, I feel like it's very empowering to like not be on any substance and like know yourself, you know, like know thyself. For sure. That's like, I feel like the best feeling. It is. I will say though, my patience is a little thin when I'm out nowadays. So mm-hmm. I'm working on trying to just like, just chill out you know what I mean yeah yeah. (laughs) like be a little more like tolerate people a little bit more you know it's hard because I am like very introverted to begin with Mm -hmm. but um but yeah it's okay you know yeah (laughs) I feel you on that that's hard 
Like, I think that just kind of goes back to like meditation too. And like, just being in the present moment sometimes. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Yeah. Which can get hard as like a daily practice. Cause like you really do have to do it like daily to be able to feel the benefits of it. I feel like 100%. Yeah. I'm going to start tomorrow again. (laughs) (laughs) For people that like are curious about getting sober and Mm -hmm. like they've thought about it. Maybe they've even done it. Like they've done like dry January and they like haven't drink for the whole month, but they're like curious about doing it long-term. Mm-hmm. What would you like, what would you say to them? So I think it's a really cool challenge for yourself to like step out of your comfort zone to spend more time with yourself, mm-hmm. which it's kind of like funny. Cause it seems like it's easy to spend time with yourself and more out of your comfort zone to go out. But I find that people have a hard time being alone So I like welcome people to try that. Um, I will say the first few months, I definitely spent a lot of time in solitude. Um, Not like I was lonely, you know what I mean? But like, I just chose to hang out with myself at home, go on walks. Um, I started painting, you know, Um, I was reading more and just diving into like my work, but um, things that helped me, I also had a lot of health goals around that time. So that's when I started picking up Pilates way more. So I remember I would book like morning classes and that's something that's like an easy way, not easy way, but um, a good way to help keep yourself accountable. Like instead of, you know, booking, I, I would say like on a, if you go out on a Friday night, like book a Pilates class seven in the morning, cause you're yeah. not gonna wanna do that hungover. Yeah. And if you have goals that you're committed to, you'll choose to stay home that Friday or maybe just go out for a little bit and take it easy. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, so I encourage people to make goals around that. Um, and spending time with people who support your decision. Mm-hmm. So I'm very fortunate to have a group of girlfriends and they don't drink. They've been sober for a period of time. So I could just go to their house and we can just hang out on the couch and have fun. Or we can go out, we can go out to a dinner and we get excited about the mocktails at a certain restaurant. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would take inventory of who you surround yourself with during the time that you want to be sober. I have friends also who drink and they totally never pressure me and they support my goal. Like mm-hmm. they're not weird about it. I don't care if they drink in front of me. It's not yeah. anything. Yeah. Um, so I would like, yeah, take inventory of your friends and whether they support you or not, you know, are they going to honor your, your decision or are they going to be like, oh, you could have one, like one won't kill you. You know what I mean? Because yeah. that's, that's just like peer pressure. And like, I'm just yeah. trying to put myself, man, you know? <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I think that's so important. It's like having other people in your life that are also like doing that same thing. Yeah. Cause then you can have like that connection or like mutual, like conversations around like certain things that are hard. Like, so I think mm-hmm. that's, really, that's a good, good advice. Yeah. And like, even if like, you feel like you can't go out and not have a drink wait like a month and then go out and not drink and you will be like that's that's why I don't want to drink like I like my sister she also she's like three months she stayed with me for a month my sister came from Wisconsin stayed with me for a month she's been sober ever since um so she's like four months sober now amazing oh my god and she like went out for Halloween and she was just like oh my god like Paulina 
this was just like so such a reminder as to why wow. I don't want to do this anymore because when you're in like a different more of a clear-minded headspace and you just watch mm-hmm. people like you know mm-hmm. their behaviors it's just like a turnoff kind of you know yeah yeah that's awesome that's so yeah. that's so, that's amazing that like you had like an influence like so big that she like decided to do that herself she like, lost like, 17 pounds just from like not drinking that's insane isn't it crazy yeah oh my god yeah so honestly alcohol is so many calories like people don't realize yeah especially if they're like canned cocktails and stuff like yeah. that you know yeah. um which I know yeah that's what she was into so I'm like well there you go it's yeah sugar so like what other health changes have you noticed like with your sobriety oh my gosh so my gut is like for those who don't know I used to struggle for years with just chronic gut issues like I was always like the bloaty girlfriend like you know can't (laughs) I have to get my own dish at the restaurant I can't is this gluten-free like I was always very yeah very particular um I'm so happy that I peeled my gut and I can eat whatever I want now. <laughs> um, I'm a whole milk girl now too. Oh my <laughs> God. No Yeah. Way. I can tolerate dairy, which is great. That's like, insane. Yeah. Yeah. That's like raw milk every day. <laughs> um, and it's like good stuff. Obviously I'm getting like raw milk, you know, but, um, but yeah, I've noticed um, my health improved. I had some autoimmune conditions where like anytime I had a sip of alcohol, my face would flare up so red and I would get heated. Like I have a huge photo album of like photos document whenever this happened. I don't get that trigger anymore. Um, In general, my face, I was like comparing photos of my face from like this time to this time last year or like when I first started being sober and like my face is just like snatched now from like not drinking. And now I'm like, oh, this is like what they meant, you know, or like why people like celebrities who don't drink, like this is why they look so good. Or I remember I was seeing a guy, he was like 45 and he's never had alcohol in his life. I mean, he looked amazing, you know? And I'm like, okay, I see how. Yeah. I know. um, I'm always curious, like if they did a study of like twins or something and one like drinks throughout their life and the other doesn't like how much like older will like the drink yeah. twin look you know because it For really sure. ages you like I don't know like you know Chelsea Handler mm-hmm. like obviously she like glorifies alcohol like oh always like with vodka martini you know and yeah. she is I think like five years younger than uh Jennifer Lopez and she For looks sure. like so much older than her yeah it's crazy. Like I, and it's like, I'm like, I'm assuming, like, I don't know, but I'm assuming that that's like the alcohol that's like aging her. Oh, it's a huge contributor. I mean, it just dries your skin out so much. It wrecks Mm -hmm. havoc on your gut, which that affects everything. Yeah. If you want to heal your gut, cut alcohol. You know, it's one of those things where I'm just like, I would feel like that's, it's just a non-negotiable for that. If you want to see results, because otherwise it's just sabotaging your body. Yeah. I mean, every now and then again, fine, but it's just yeah circumstantial on the individual have you noticed like any like differences like with your like mental state um yes yeah, so I'm much more emotional oh yeah yeah <laughs> yeah I was like talking to someone about it like I'm definitely more of like I don't want to call myself a crybaby but yeah I'm like way more sensitive and emotional now than I used to be and I don't know if it's because I'm more just clear-minded or I'm more intuitive now or sensitive, so, you know, it's just, I, I feel more like clean, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so definitely that. And 
I know you do get anxiety after drinking, but I will say I have, I get anxiety pretty bad being sober because I don't have something to fall back. Like I think in the past, if I was uncomfortable with an emotion, I would go out or I would have a hard kombucha or something at home. Mm -hmm. Now I'm like, (laughs) yeah, feeling it. And (laughs) yeah. Yeah. Wow. But I feel like going back to like getting more emotional, like I feel like that's probably doing you like it's better for you because maybe like before when you were like drinking, like you, like, like you said, like you maybe use that to kind of like divert your attention from your emotions, but now like you're so like easily, you're so like easily able to like process your emotions like on the spot. So it just like comes up and goes through, you know? Yeah. Cause I feel like that's so helpful. Like for me, like I'll be like, I'll start crying. like a month after my mom said something mean to me, like, cause I didn't like process it in the moment, you know? Um, yeah. Yeah. And I think like, like maybe that has to do with like, Oh, like that next weekend I go off my girlfriends and like, I got drunk and like, I don't know. Like I, I think that maybe it has something to like, do with like, yeah, yeah. yeah which sure. I think is worse for you because like, I don't know. I feel like that's connected to like your like physical health too. Like you're holding like, you know, yeah. Oh my God, I was listening to a podcast about that today, actually. Oh, really? Talking about how, like, you know, people try and numb their emotions, but those emotions still stay stored in your body. Yes. And they come out when you suppress it, whether it's for like a person or whatever, when you suppress your emotions, they come out in uglier ways. And for me, I think a lot of it actually had to do with like my like gut and autoimmune issues I had. That's like how it was coming out, you know, mm-hmm. so it's just suppressing. So now yeah. I just cry and I make it very known to whatever guy I'm seeing or dating I say I'm emo as fuck I don't yeah care. yeah <laughs> you know <laughs> I like used to be so ashamed of it and whatever but I'm like no I'm sorry that's just how I am and yeah take it or leave it I'm gonna cry <laughs> so. yeah you're like you're like a deep processor like you have to like sure. feel things I okay. am in like any test I do, like my Enneagram or like personality type or anything like that. I'm, I'm like the feeler, the intuitive. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm also a cancer. I'm a water sign. Mm-hmm. So. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I feel too, like I'm like, I feel really deeply too. Like I want to cry for a second, you know, like I want to oh. feel like the deepness of like this. Like, I'm like, I'll put on Lana Del Rey and I yeah. will. <laughs> <laughs> Like I'll be in my kitchen with like some weird, deep, like yoga, like tantric music, like just crying, dancing. <laughs> yeah, that's really, like it's, it's so good. Yeah. And then you feel better after you feel lighter. Yes. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Yeah. It's good to cry. People who are like, I'm a robot. I don't cry. I'm like, well, it's going to show up in other ways. So yeah. Okay. Last question. So do you ever, like, I think you already answered this, but like, to people that are wanting to try this, but are afraid of like the connotation, like, oh, I don't want people to think like I had a problem with this before. And that's why I decided to like stop drinking. Mm -hmm. Like, how do you approach that? And like, how do you maybe like answer those questions when people like ask you about your sobriety? Yeah. I don't, I love when people ask me actually, I'm like, let me tell you, (laughs) let me tell you and shed some light on you. Maybe you'll stop one day. (laughs) No, I'm kidding. But, um, I just like to help inspire people. Um, I just tell people I was working with a functional doctor and I had some autoimmune condition. You know, that's what I yeah, just tell yeah. them. It's just easier to say it's for health reasons. Yeah. Um, and, and then I usually just wrap it up with, and I felt amazing and I just continued it. Yeah. You know, 
Like, that's, that's, I love that. And that's like, it's so true. Cause that's like, literally like there's so many health issues that arise from drinking. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So I feel like it should be praised more in society when people choose not to drink. Cause it's like, mm-hmm. wait, you're like probably like 12 times healthier than like the average, like human being, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So that that's, a, I, I like that. I like yeah. That. I feel like, you know, you don't really have to explain too much to people. Like if you don't have a health condition, for example, and you're just sober curious and you're like afraid of telling someone, mm-hmm. just tell them like, oh yeah, you know, just taking a little break from drinking right now. Like yeah. you don't have to explain. It's kind of like when you're eating certain foods and you go to a, a, someone's house for dinner, you don't have to explain why you don't want to eat the dairy or the gluten or what, whatever. You know what I mean? You're just like, yeah. it doesn't, it's not serving me right now. And you can say it in your own way, but Right. You don't really owe anyone an explanation, you know, yeah. if they make you feel weird, then that's like, they're projecting their own insecurity. Yeah. Well, that's, that's true. How, yeah. Yeah. And I feel like when you own it, like come from that space, it's probably easier too. Yeah. So. And it's like, and I'm choosing to be here where there are people drinking. So obviously it doesn't bother me. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. It's not like I'm going to be jealous or want to go finish someone's drink that they didn't, you know what I mean? Yeah. No, it's not like <laughs> yeah. that. No. Done like three months of like being sober, but I haven't mm-hmm. done longer, but I just, I noticed like, like you said, like my face like changed, like, yeah. and I was like, I think for me, like the biggest difference I noticed, like mm-hmm. it was just, it's incredible. And it just kind of goes to show like how much like alcohol does affect you. Like 100%. cause when you stop drinking, like your entire like appearance changes. Yeah. Without, like doing anything else. Yes. And because I peeled my gut, like I was able to lose weight that for years, no matter what I did, I couldn't lose. Mm -hmm. And it just like came off. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Like after my gut was healed. So it's just like a, uh, what's the word? Like a a compounding effect. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. And then you just keep reaping more rewards. So you're like, okay, you know. Anyone listening, I hope this is insightful for you. Paulina is on Instagram. The handle for my business account is um, science and soul like science and soul okay and, yeah cool yeah. congrats and thank you love <laughs> thank you for being on oh my gosh this was nice fun to you. i know you too if you enjoyed today's episode please subscribe i am on apple podcast as well as spotify and if you want to know more about myself and the show please give us a follow at the cycle podcast on instagram it's t-h-e C-Y-C-L-E-P-O-D-C-A-S-T.